sergeants above me, right? And they didn't like the fact that I was reading. Really? I'm telling you. I almost got in trouble for reading. Can you no be- way. Can you believe it? Oh, Sounds like Sergeant Delevante, why are you walking around with a book? Is it military related? I'm telling you the shit that I went through. Is it military is, related? Is it military related? Is it related to the job that you're doing now? I said, listen, y'all are going to have to pack me up and send me back to the U.S. because where I go, this book goes. Like, I start, like, my mind started to change. That's crazy. Bruh, I'm telling you, this one night, it was cold too. We were in Texas. We were about to mope, and I was reading. Oh, the Sergeant Delavante, you should go put the book down because we got to be up at 0400 for PT. Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, who do you really think? And I did, like, that person was uh, 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 E7. I was an E5 at the time. So there are two ranks above me. But I got so much into entrepreneurship, I didn't care. Write me up. Kick me off the deployment. That was my mindset. I did not care. I wanted this soap for reading day. You would not see me without a book on my deployment. For 365 days, I had a book on me every single day. All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that did dope stuff. We are talking about consumer law. So before we start, okay, there there's some people online that uh, when you get too much into the play, or oh, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. So we can get on where we're talking about certain loopholes. Would you call a loop? Would you call so stuff? I wouldn't loopholes? necessarily call them loopholes. It's it's laws that's there that a lot of people just don't know that's there. So it's not really a loophole if it's there for you to use it. People just don't know the things they don't know. But sometimes if you use the law that's there inappropriately or or uneducated, you yeah. can go to jail. Very good. Okay, good. All right, I just want to set that. Let's just make sure uh, yeah, we are. Very good point. Yeah. So, um, well, introduce yourself, okay? Because then we're going to get into it. Because I want to know how I can improve my credit. Let's how get I can it. improve my, like, because I don't, I don't all the way understand exactly how credit works. I know people go into this percentage and the mm-hmm. 35 and the 30, but it seems like it's a little more to that. Absolutely. So there's a difference between. Introduce yourself first. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. What's going on, guys? So my name is Doreen Delavante. I teach people how to repair, rebuild, restore their own credit using consumer laws. And I also teach credit repair business owners how to potentially make an extra fifty dollars to $100,000 per year in their credit repair business. Got it. Okay. And you do that now? Yes, I do. So where does the money come from? Which part of it? For you. Like, for you, how do you make money? Oh, so I have a university and I also have digital products. Okay. So consumers, credit repair business owners, they shop on my website. So they'll buy my templates, my letters, take my courses, join my university for strategies that they use in their businesses to get anything deleted. Like for an example, um, I just did a five day challenge last week. And on that challenge, we got over 300 negative accounts deleted. One guy got 107 accounts deleted in two days. 107 accounts? Office credit. So 107. Negative. Why items. would he have 107 accounts? Period. Babe, I've happen. seen a credit profile, a report, 80 pages long. 
It's a lot of accounts. I've just mad stuff on your account. A lot of stuff. How do you build? How do you get to that? So people apply for different stuff all the time. Some people are victims of identity theft. And um, when you're a co-signer on accounts, they just keep adding up student loans. Uh, if you move a lot, different addresses, employers, there's a lot of stuff on the consumer report that a lot of people don't know that's hurting them. And it keeps them locked in a way that they get denials from a lot of creditors. Simple things like there's 15 variations of your name. A creditor sees that you're going to get denied. I don't know if you're just out here in these streets using different names to apply for credit so people get denied. Hold on, hold on. 15 variations of your name. Right. What do you mean? Doreen Delevante. Doreen yeah. Q. Delevante. Q. Delevante Doreen. Variations of your name and also other people's name. That's on your accounts. I see this mm. all the time. So when lenders see this, like if I see David Shans, Shans David, or David D. Shant. I'm like, well, is he using different names to apply for different accounts? No, I'm, I'm not going to approve I that. got you. So one creditor might have me down as David Chan. Correct. But another creditor, they might list me, same name, but they happen to list name, last names first, where it Correct. says Shans, comma, David. Correct. So for a lender, they see that as a red flag. Red flag. Even though you didn't do anything Correct. Wrong. I got you. Or some people might use the middle initials. Some people use correct. the whole middle name. I got you. Or identity theft. If they're a victim of it, other names show up on their profiles. Or if they have similar names to other people, they can have combined profiles. It's a lot of stuff. And Dang. people get denied all the time and don't know the reason. So why. like a father, son, maybe there's correct. a junior a type ju situation. Correct. Correct. <sighs> Yeah, it's little nuances like that that has the biggest impact, but a lot of people don't know. So, so the moral of the story is don't name your child a junior <laughs> or they have a risk for credit inefficiencies. <laughs> is that right? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Just be aware. I'd say be aware of what's on you. Pull it three times a month because a consumer- Pull the credit three times yeah. a month? When you pull your own reports, you don't get a, you, it doesn't get a hard pull. So there's a thing called a hard pull if a lender or an institution or a firm pulls it. Yeah. But there's a thing called a soft pull. When I, Doreen, pull my own report, you don't get dinged for it. It's a soft pull. You don't get dinged at all or it's at a soft all. pull? Nope, not at all. It's called a soft pull. You're pulling your own reports. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you at all? Nope. I thought it did. Nope, it don't. Are you sure? I am the credit hero. I oh, am true. positive. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's not what I do. It's just what I heard. <laughs> no, that's that's a lie. When lenders and institutions pull it, yes. But when you pull your own reports, no. Okay, so I was I was gonna apply for something one time, and they said, "Well, it's not a hard pull; it's a soft pull." Mm -hmm. uh, it's still gonna show up. It's gonna show up, but it doesn't affect. Okay, so there's something we need to cover. But I'm saying out. other, no, it was another company. They said, oh, well, it's not a hard pull. It's yeah, yeah so pull. I'm going to break that down. Okay. So lenders can do soft pulls or they can do hard pulls. Okay. Soft pull is just to see what's going on on the report. It doesn't affect you. But when they do a hard pull now, get in the whole profile itself, then know that inquiry gets on the report. Okay. But what we need to comprehend first is that there's a difference between the factors of FICO and your consumer report. They are not the same things. And we believe that they are. So we think that payment history, utilization, length of credit history, mixture of credit, and new credit 
affects the consumer report when it doesn't. The consumer report is independent of the factors of FICO. Mm. Your consumer report does not need a FICO. Your FICO score cannot exist without your consumer report. Okay, explain the difference. Okay, so you know what? Let me go to the law and let me okay. read the definition because that will clear up a lot of things. Oh, so for everybody great. that's listening right now, you're going to go to 15 USC 1681. 15 USC 1681. What is that? The Fair Credit Reporting Act. It's the law that governs what gets reported or how it gets reported on the consumer report. So when you go there, you're going to go to 15 USC 1681A under definitions, rules of construct. So when you're there, you're going to scroll down to number two, right? And we're going to go to the definition of what your consumer report is. So when we go there, Congress is going to say, in general, the term consumer report means any written, oral, or other communication of any information by a consumer reporting agency bearing on a consumer's credit worthiness, credit standing, credit capacity, character, general reputation, personal characteristics, or mode of living which is used or expected to be used, collected in whole or in part for the purpose of serving as a factor in establishing a consumer's eligibility for A, credit or insurance to be used primarily for personal, family, or household purposes, B, employment purposes, or C, any other purpose authorized under 1681. Right, help, help me out because you're speaking, you're speaking I know, King James I'm, Version. I'm, 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 I'm going to you right now. I mean, uh, it's like the King James version. I just don't. At any out. point, did mm-hmm. you hear in the definition FICO scores are vantage scores? No. Okay. This is the definition of what your consumer report is. Okay. A FICO score and the factors of FICO or a vantage score and the factors of a vantage score does not affect your consumer report. Okay. They are separate things. So when I'll go to get a car, are they pulling my FICO or are they pulling my consumer report? They're pulling your FICO, but your FICO is a result of the information that is used from your consumer report. FICO is an algorithm. I see. Okay. So FICO is just an algorithm. Correct. It's just, it's quantifying what's on the consumer report. Why is this important to me? Because when you know what's a factor on your consumer report and what belongs there, you control the narrative. For example, what if I told you that late payments are illegal and shouldn't even be on anybody's consumer report? Late payments are illegal. Illegal, not legal, illegal. Illegal. Not supposed to be there. And they're not supposed to be there. Utilizations too. See here, okay, you know what what it reminds me of? And I'll let you explain it. But where somebody says, well... Uh, legally, every person is owed twenty million dollars because of their social security number, or something like that. Well, you know I mean? don't know about that part, but I can. You've heard prove. that though before, right? I have, like, but I can prove everything I say right now. I can prove. I love that. So before the end of this interview, I'm going to prove a few things, okay. and if I don't, I'll sell you a thousand dollars. So I'm going to prove that a FICO or advantage is not a part of the consumer report. I just did that. I'm going to prove a late payment does not exist on your consumer report. Uh I'm going to prove that utilizations does not exist on your consumer report. So I'm going to prove four things. Well, let me, okay, let me ask this question. Let's say I have uh, a credit card Mm -hmm. and I pay it late Mm -hmm. and they report it late. Mm -hmm. That goes on my FICO score. 
Well, that, that affects my FICO score. That's a correct? factor of FICO. That's not a factor of your consumer. Price. Right, but it affects my FICO score. It does correct? affect your FICO if you let it. Okay, let's go. Let's go a little All deeper. Right. Let's go a little deeper. Pause. All right, <laughs> <more>. <laughs> we got some New Yorkers in the building, hey, so I, I'm feeling obligated <laughs> to say pause. All right. <laughs> so we go back to 15 USC 1681 definitions. Rules of construct. This is law. The rain isn't making none of this stuff up. When you go down to exclusion, what does exclusion mean? Um, I'm trying to not use the word in the definition, but uh, apart from. Does not set include. Aside. It's yes. not a part of, right? Okay, so this is what Congress said. Except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report, and we just read the definition, right, does not include. So if Congress says the term consumer report does not include, doesn't it mean everything I'm about to say is not included? Correct. All right. So the law says reporting, report information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report. What do you think the word person means? The person charged, person like a human, not necessarily corporation. So let me go into the definition. Corporation, okay. So the term person means any individual, partnership, cooperation, trust, estate, cooperative, association, government, or governmental subdivision or agency. Corporations are defined as person, but we think when the law says person. We're thinking about a natural person. Yes. That's not the case. That is why people get, how should I say? That's why sometimes they get taken advantage of because they don't comprehend the definition. Some things in the law speaks to the consumer. Some things don't. But when everybody thinks everything is about them, they wrap themselves up into believing like the FICO, they think the FICO is a part of the consumer report, and it's not. So let me get into the definition and prove to you why a late payment does not exist. So now that we know the definition of a consumer report, we know the definition of a person. This is very important to comprehending now how it works. So Congress says exclusions, except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include. Reports containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report. Isn't your payment history your transactions with the yes, company? Yes. So if Congress says your transactions are not included on your consumer report, where does a late payment come from? Here's my thing, though. And I, I, I hear what that says that actually makes sense. But it seems conflicting because... The, it seems like the whole purpose of a credit score is to let other people know that you're going to do business with. Credit score, Dave. Consumer report is different. When we separate them, okay. we will see the difference. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Okay, here, okay, maybe I don't understand the importance of the difference because it seems like, only, you know, in my head, and I, this is, I excuse my ignorance, I think credit Consumer report, so did I can get a house or a car. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at my eligibility mm-hmm. to get these things. Correct. You're correct. Okay. You're absolutely correct. Okay. But there's another layer. So, why, so okay, explain why the difference is important. Okay. So, learning what a consumer report is okay. is key for you. I've built out an 800 three times in one year. So, I've, what do you mean? So, an 800 credit score. By knowing this information, when you control what gets reported, what gets reported gives you the credit score. The credit score is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. The information on the report generates the score. So if you control the information, you control the score. And when you know what is legally supposed to be there by law, you control whatever gets reported. That is why there is no such thing as a late payment. It only exists if the consumer let it exist. Wow. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. How's your How's your credit, Reese? Uh, <laughs> he you answer all your huh? <laughs> yeah, he has the he has earphones on. Like he can hear everything better. <laughs> All right, let me leave you alone, Reese. All right, cool. So, oh, good. Okay. All right. Seven thirty. It's not bad. It's lit. Right? It's not yeah, bad. It's not bad at all. It's not amazing. Well, he's up in the in the top ten percent. Mm. A lot of people spend time in the six hundreds. So to get it over to seven hundred is a big jump for a lot of people, yeah. especially seven thirty, seven forty. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah, sounds like I, I, I mean, being I, fiscally I rather, responsible. <laughs> I rather hang out in the eight hundred, but it's because I know how to do it. <laughs> it. It's just for cloud. Like there's no real difference between a seven eighty and an eight hundred. Like right. there's no the number is the difference, but you still get the same thing. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So how do we control this narrative? By learning definitions. So what I teach, and you asked earlier, what I teach in the university is how to use consumer laws to to basically delete anything from your report. So I told you the example of charge-offs. We got, I think we got 30 charge-offs deleted last week. Um, We got a hundred, one guy got 107 uh, accounts deleted. We, We got... Bankruptcy. And we say 107 accounts. This is inquiry, 
old names, paid off stuff, account, student loans. Names. Okay. We got about 60 student loans deleted last week from the consumer report. It's mm. one of the easiest things to get rid of. But people. Hold on. 60 student loans. 60 accounts. The f- hold on. So hear me out. Okay. I have a student loan. Mm-hmm. And I might owe like 30 something thousand. Mm-hmm. Are you saying all the duplicates and stuff you got taken off or you got that 30,000 so, money? Very good question. So let me explain this. So not because an account gets deleted from your consumer report, it doesn't mean that you have the obligation or the alleged obligation. There is no law that says anything have to get reported on your consumer report. And right now, if I evaluate your situation with a student loan, I can tell that you probably didn't get three disclosures that you're supposed to get and not getting those disclosures. You can now use that to opt out of having those student loans reported Deleting them completely from your consumer report. Mm. So I still owe the money. It's just you still owe it, but, but it's now not you're talking about just controlling what's what reported. Gets reported the, control ah, the narrative. Man. I like that. It's lit. So what's the point? Uh, okay, so let's say for instance, I owe some money to mm-hmm. student loan. I owe it, mm-hmm. and I'm not paying it. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of latenesses. Mm-hmm. You can use the law to have it not report on your consumer report 100 percent, because no transaction between me and a company has to be reported correct so you get it taken off there's no law but i still that. owe the money correct what is their ramification is that word right what does ramification mean it sounds like it fits there <laughs> What is the ramification? Yes, it is. I think you could. I think it's situational. What is the ramification of me not paying? Because it seems like the the only reason, the only reason we pay, the only reason I pay my bill Mm -hmm. is because I don't want to get it it Correct. And that's the leverage. They use the ignorance (laughs) of fear. (laughs) Like they use fear, false evidence appearing real. They use fear of, oh, we're going to put it on the report. Mm-hmm. And it, it it strong arms a lot of people in into doing things that that you know they don't want to do. Now I'm not here saying that if you go out and get some stuff, you shouldn't pay for what you got. But what I'm saying is when it comes to your consumer report and when you comprehend how it works and the definitions, you the consumer controls what gets reported. It is not the other way around. Gotcha. We we got indoctrinated to think that a financial institution can report anything and I can prove what I'm saying right now. So let me hear y'all say, prove it. And I'll prove that a financial institution has no legal right without disclosing certain things to the consumer to have anything reported. And if the consumer says, no, I don't want it reported, they have to obey by it. All right, listen, every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together, and this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing, we get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. Oh, so we're banking on a misstep. 
pretty much. Correct. So if if a company gives me these three disclosures mm-hmm. and I sign them that says, if you don't pay, I will reflect this on your mm-hmm. your credit report, mm-hmm. right? If I sign that, then there's nothing you can do about that. That's not necessarily all the way true. The other part is Congress also gives you, the consumer, the right to opt out of having your information rep- reported. But Say even after you Say sign the... Say prove it. Prove it. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Dave. <laughs> Shout out to you running this interview. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> so 15 USC... 6802. What I'm giving y'all is only, I only tell people this in my university. Mm. This is how I get mortgages deleted, auto loans deleted, and student loans deleted. Mortgages deleted? It just sounds... All right. Remember, Dave, when you delete it from uh, the consumer uh, report... Okay, so what you're saying is not deleted in terms of my obligation to pay. Exactly. We're just deleted into the report. report. We're taking it off the report. This makes sense. This makes so, sense. Yeah, this uh, makes sense. I only team my team. If you're watching this, do not be upset with so, me. <laughs> so we're is, not we're not saying that we don't owe the money. We're not. We're not saying that. I will never tell anyone to lie. What we're using is straight laws to get any account deleted. Mm. Straight laws. Mm. Ah, my team's gonna be upset, Dave. I like it. So I was just talking to my uh, my boy and. Um, uh, remember yesterday's conversation we were using your names where you were saying that there was a person and a company that split ways but the person uh, they agreed that they wouldn't talk bad about the person why they split ways right mm-hmm. and now one of the people are going to sue this other person because the one ex-employer told another potential employer that it was a bad situation. Mm. So what what's happening here in relation to what you're saying is like, we have a contract that says you can't say this about me. You can't report this to anyone else. Right. And this is like the same with the consumer law. The company can't just put it on there without my, my um, written permission. Written permission. It's called permissible purpose. 15 USC 1681B2. You study this stuff. Oh, I live this every day. Golly. So let, let, ah, uh, my team, do not, do not be upset. I'm going to share some top secret information. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the first thing to your point, Dave, I want to let you comprehend privacy and the obligations institutions have to consumers see we think that these institutions don't have an obligation to the consumer but they have a big responsibility and an ongoing obligation to protect the consumer's personal non-public information Mm. but people don't know this i like it so i like it we're going to start with 15 USC 6801, right? And when you go there, the title is Protection of Non-Public Personal Information. Now, why would Congress say that? Protection of Non-Public Personal Information. Non-Public Personal Information. Correct. Okay. okay. It is the policy of the Congress that each financial institution has an affirmative and continuing obligation to respect 
the privacy of its customers and to protect the security and confidentiality of those uh, customers' non-public personal information. Now, isn't that an oxymoron? Because we believe all these companies should report or can report whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And the law here specifically says they need to have policies in place and they have an ongoing obligation to protect your private information. Shouts out to the government. Okay, but let me show you now how we get these accounts deleted. So when we go to 15 USC 6802, it's going to bring us to obligations with respect to disclosures of personal information. Well, what do you know? I need to see the obligations with respect. Correct. Okay. So before they just told us that they have an ongoing obligation to protect the information, right? Yes. And now Congress is saying obligations with respect to disclosures of personal information. So now if they are going to give out the information, well, the consumer must be told about this. So here's what Congress says. 15 U.S.C. 6802A, right? Notice requirements, except as otherwise provided in this subchapter, a financial institution may not directly or through any affiliate disclose to a non-affiliated third party any non-public personal information unless such financial institution provides or has provided to the consumer a notice that complies with section 6803 so let me break this down no financial institution no bank no firm no car dealership none of them right no student loan company none of them are supposed to disclose any of your information with a non-affiliated third party so let me explain what an affiliated party is and what a non-affiliated third party is so SunTrust and Lightstream and Truist Bank, they are affiliated by common interest ownership, mm-hmm. right? Those are they can share the information all day. Gotcha. So they're all one company? Correct. Okay. Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, LexisNexis, SageStream, ARS, consumer reporting agencies. These are non-affiliated because Truist or SunTrust or Lightstream doesn't own any of the consumer reporting agencies. They are non-affiliated. So if they're going to share your non-public personal information now with a non-affiliated party, the consumer must be told about this, right? So what Congress says now is opt out. Well, it sounds to me like Congress says, well, Doreen, you can opt out if you want. So, Which means you're, you can automatically be opted in. Correct. Got it. But if you don't opt out, you stay opt in. So they continue to report it. Because we don't exercise our right, Dave, that's why there's accounts on the consumer reports. So I thought the whole strategy, I'm not going to lie to you, in the, in the credit repair agents, uh, credit p- repair world, I thought the whole play was sending mad letters. Well, that's a part of it. But you have to know what to send. The reason why 95% of credit repair business owners and consumers that are doing it themselves, and there's nothing wrong with doing it yourself, they don't know how to speak the language that Congress put in place to, to keep these corporations in check. They're sending out information saying, oh, this wasn't me, this belonged to my dad. Like they're not using their language. Give me give me some la- give me an example of some language. Perfect. 
<laughs> so I do feel like you're controlling this conversation. Though. This is really good. Though. A financial institution may not disclose non-public personal information to a non-affiliated third party unless this is one part of the language. Such financial institution clearly and conspicuously discloses to the consumer in writing or in electronic form or other form permitted by the regulation prescribed under Section 6804 of this title that such information may be disclosed to such third King party. Version, bro. When, you're, when you got your student loans, did they tell you that, hey, Dave, we might report this to the consumer reporting agencies? I don't know. I didn't read it. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right. I went to this, that it's supposed, you're supposed to get this in bold letters. It's not supposed to be hidden. It's a disclosure. They're supposed to tell you this. All right. Let me ask you something else. The consumer is given the opportunity before the time that such information is initially disclosed to direct that such information not be disclosed to such third party. Did they say, Dave, we're going to report your information, but if you decide not to have us report it, let us know. They didn't say that. They didn't say that. Here's the third part. The consumer is given an explanation of how the consumer can exercise that non-disclosure option. Did they say, Dave, if you decide not to, here is how or here is what you do so we don't report this information. Mm -mm. That's no. the whole point. Nobody ever gets all three. It's not one. You're supposed to get three. And if you don't get these mortgages, student loans, auto loans, doesn't matter what it is. If you do not get these disclosures, you can opt out because them not giving you these disclosures is a direct violation of the law. And this is how we got like 45 student loans deleted last week. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars. 
would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast, but there's 21 things that I extracted from that, that you're going to need to launch a podcast, but I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby, but I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Sally Mae, listen to me. (laughs) It's over, okay? This whole relationship (laughs) is over. You bamboozled me. You didn't tell me. I was a young kid. Play some music in the back. I was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> yo, this is yo. How, first off, how you learn all this stuff? Well, where are you from? I'm Jamaican, and Are you from um, Jamaica. Yes, I am. I moved here in 2010. I was okay. going to med school, and I decided that I'm just leaving Jamaica and I'm coming to the U.S. You were going to med school, correct? University of West Indies, correct? Oh, so you were in Jamaica for how long? I lived there my entire life until gotcha, I was gotcha. 20. Because you know, there's a lot of Jamaicans, I'm only but they're not from know. Jamaica. You know what I mean? They're just. Uh, I'm I'm a re- I'm a real island boy, real island. Ah, boy. what's those two kids? <laughs> island boy. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I'm a, I'm a real island boy. So, what was life like in Jamaica? So, you guys are blessed here. So let me let me make sure y'all notice. You are guys are blessed here. There is no credit in Jamaica. It's either you got your money or you don't. This really? building wealth off of credit doesn't really exist outside the United States. Really? Oh, I best believe it. You guys here have... Hold no- on. No, hold no, on. Unless y'all are, man. Y'all don't know. Hold on. You said building wealth off of credit, because that's some, That's what you know. a lot of people do. They leverage. You said that doesn't exist in nope. other countries? Nope. Predominantly America? America wow. is probably the number one country in the world. You can born, be born with nothing, leverage credit, and become a millionaire like in a month. <laughs> I'm telling you, it doesn't Is exist. Is that why we're in such a bad finance? That sounds like a bad model. Well, Our whole country is built off you, of credit? Well, full faith and credit of the American people. America is a corporation. It's not a country. It is a federal corporation. Mm. Sure. I mean, it's still a country. But. Well, if you think it is, it's a business that's run off of credit. Hey. So when I got here, I was telling... Like, they told me no for everything. Couldn't get a car, couldn't get a house, no apartment, nothing. And I'm like, I have the money. We don't need money. You don't have any credit. What is credit? What do you mean, what is credit? We don't have this credit stuff in Jamaica. So I was being told no everywhere. And then I'm like, I'm a man. Like, Can't even get a cell phone. I had to go, you know those corner stores, those electronic stores? Mm-hmm. I had to go to one, save up $400, and go buy an unlocked phone. Because I couldn't get approved for a regular phone. I had no credit. No credit. Not, nothing. Not Jamaica, if I go over there, like, y'all want that house, I have the cash. Here, take it. Take the money. Yeah, you buy your stuff with cash over there. Over here, it's, di- it's different. There's no credit cards in Jamaica? They're, they're credit cards, but the credit system isn't like the one here. Oh, so you're, the, the success of you obtaining things Correct. isn't predicated on no. your credit score. Got it. 
There is no, I have no money, but I have excellent credit. Come give me a few hundred thousand. No. Hey. No. So all those businesses, well, not maybe not all, but a lot of businesses in Jamaica were started just from the ground. Like I got a couple up. dollars, I'm going to put this in here. Ground grow up. it, grow it, grow it. Sweat, blood, and tears. Ground up. Okay, so you, you come here, how old were you? Um, 20. That was 20 in 2010. Gotcha. You were 20. Mm-hmm. You get over here. Why'd you come? Land of opportunity. Why would I not come? Yeah. So well, I'm saying, what were some of the driving factors of, were you always thinking, man, I got to get to America? In the beginning, no. But then I, I got um, approved for a school work and travel um, program. And the first place I went to was New Hampshire. Quite the opposite of Jamaica. Oh, for sure. Quite the, uh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. It was, I've never experienced that type of cold in my life. Mm. My bones were cold. Right. More uh, all white people too, right? <sighs> Bruh. I was one, one of five black people in the entire um, um, area. How's that culture side? Did, 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 did that paint a picture of what America was? At first, you? yes. Until I moved to New York, then I knew it was different. Got it. Because when I came uh, in 2009, that was the first time I came on the work and travel visa, went back to school, and then I'm like, I'm, I'm not going back the next time I come. I'm mm. not. So when I left the second time, um, I, I did the, the tour, um, did the time. I worked at a Dairy Queen, too. My first job making seven, what was it, $7.50 an that hour? That sounds about right. It was, it was amazing. At My, 20 years old. Yeah, I, bruh, it was amazing. Bruh. He was like Prince Hakeem. Man, he was just excited. The, the, first, <laughs> the first check. Like, remember, you know, one US is 148 Jamaican dollars. So in my mind, $200 wasn't $200. I was doing the calculations. I'm like, I'm making money. Because I wasn't thinking in US currency. I just came. I'm thinking Jamaican currency. So 200 multiplied by 145 or 148, whatever the rate was at that time, that's what my mind was thinking. Yeah. So I, I was rich. At $7.50 an hour, I was rich compared to where I'm coming from. Yo, this really explains, like, the joy foreigners have just at, like, like regular menial jobs. It's yeah. just, man, I'm, like, I'm happy to be here. 100%. Wow. But it's amazing how working uh, $7.50 an hour a little over uh, 12 years ago is so different when right now in an hour, I do like probably a good 45 or 50,000, depending on the type of campaign I'm running. It's quite mm. a difference. So, so you're working at Dairy Queen at 20. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? I said, I'm not going back. Right. So I called my godfather. I said, hey. Milton, I'm in the U.S. I am not going back to Jamaica. My mom is freaking out. Really? Bruh. She's like, why? I was going to go to med school. Hmm. Like, she was banking on me going to med school. In Jamaica? Yes. Gotcha. So she was like, what do you mean you're not coming back? I'm like, mom, it doesn't matter what you say right now. It doesn't change the fact that I am not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that bold. It was, because I went to college because my mom told me I had to go to college. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to go. She said, so? <laughs> and it was like we just there but y'all was on the phone and i was in person so right yeah, a different. so um stayed yeah. so i got another job at five guys right pause and um <laughs> y'all new york did something else man. 
Ja, so, <laughs> so, so I, I got a job at Five Guys. Pause. And I, um, I, I was the, um, the fry cook, right? Right. So, you know, I was shaking them baskets. Like, you know, got mad muscles too from Five Guys. So, so. <laughs> oh, pause. Wow, chill out, bro. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, I got um, a pay raise. It was $8.75 an hour. Ah, you're up. Right? Bruh, I'm up. Right? So, I did that for a year. Then I decided to join the military. So, I don't like the whole green card stuff. I don't like you have to go back to the embassy. And and I I didn't like it. So, I joined the military to get my citizenship. Joined the military. Within a year, got my citizenship. I'm like, this military stuff is cool. This military stuff is nice. So, joined the military, um, ended up liking it, because I'm in the military now 10 years, right? Um, National Guard, too, by the way. Army National Guard. Are you still in? Correct. You're still in? Yeah, I was at training last week. That's why I um, uh, I missed one of your conferences, the Black Equity Con, because I had training. I was so mad. Like, that day, I was like, they're gonna either come find me. Or I, I was so close not to go training. It because when I want to do my stuff, it falls on the weekends where the big conferences are happening. So now I'm faced with a choice: I I, I go AWOL yeah. to come to the conference, or I go and I miss out on a massive opportunity. It is a big issue for me right now. So, how's are you gonna stay in the military? You're no, staying? I'm not. I'm telling them to let me out, bro. It's time to go. Why they? When did you decide that you weren't gonna be there anymore? Well, <laughs> I deployed in 2020, and that deployment, I um, I made about ninety thousand, probably about eighty thousand, right? And then I decided to be an entrepreneur, and what I made in a year, David, I made in a day. The math was wrong. So, so 2020. You were still of this, y'all. I'm making money from the military. Absolutely. I'm good. Six. Listen, I was making six thousand a month. It was lit, right? Yeah. I'm not making eight thousand an hour anymore. Yeah. I'm making six thousand dollars a month. Um, I deployed. I read 140 books on my deployment. I was averaging six books a month on my deployment. Wow. I had to work on this. The like I always wanted to do entrepreneur, or be an entrepreneur, or do entrepreneurship work. But I didn't know how, so I started studying Robert Kiyosaki, Les Brown, Miles Monroe, Grant Cordon, um, a lot of these guys. And I'm like, yo, why didn't anybody tell me about all of this stuff? So I started consuming. I, I'm talking about books, David. Like I'm having like boxes of books shipped to Kuwait from the U.S. My first 800, I built it in Kuwait. I wasn't even in the country when I built up my first 800 credit score. I wasn't. Mm. So when I hear people with all the excuses of, of why they have bad credit and the stuff don't work, it doesn't faze me. I, I, I'm very sorry. I'm empathetic that you have it. But it, it's the excuses that we tell ourselves don't give us results. So I went and I read 140 books. I'm not telling nobody to go and do this. But there's a shift that had to happen here. For me to be here in this couch, if I didn't deploy, I would have not been in this couch. I had to change my mind, the way I think, and the things that I thought possible. Because I thought making $6,000 a month was was lit. 
yeah. until I made ninety seven thousand in a day. I was like, bro, mm, bro, that's crazy. Reading six books a month, oh, like I, I, you're I, just you're just consuming this stuff. Everything, and you know what's crazy? During the process, I had some superiors, as you would call them, sergeants above me, right? And they didn't like the fact that I was reading. Really, I'm telling you, I almost got in trouble for reading. Can you no way? Can you believe it? Oh, Sounds like Sergeant slavery. Delevante, why are you walking around with a book? Is it military related? I'm telling you the shit that I went through. Is it military is, related? Is it military related? Is it related to the job that you're doing now? I said, listen, y'all are gonna have to pack me up and send me back to the US because where I go, this book goes. Like I start like my mind started to change. That's crazy. Bruh, I'm telling you, this one night, it was cold too. We were in Texas, we were about to mow, and I was reading. Oh, Sergeant Delavante, you should go put the book down because we got to be up at 0400 for PT. Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, who do you really think? And I did, like that person was uh, 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 E7. I was an E5 at the time. So there are two ranks above me. But I got so much into entrepreneurship. I didn't care. Write me up. Kick me off the deployment. That was my mindset. I did not care. I wanted this so for reading day. You would not see me without a book on my deployment. For 365 days, I had a book on me every single day. So a lot of people want things, but they are not willing to do the, like Myron, he has a term, gravitrophic and phototrophic. Like you see the beautiful tree with, with, with all the fruits and everything, but you don't see the root or how far down the root goes that's taking in all the minerals to support the growth of what you're looking at. Like I had to go through it. This isn't something that someone can pretend to go through. Yeah. So like they told me I, I couldn't read. I can't bring my books. I'm telling you the amount of stuff I went through. I did not care. Yeah. I knew what I wanted, and ain't nobody was gonna stop me. Goodness they could gracious. put me in front of the general. I, that's how much I was committed to this. I was willing to give up every single thing for this life. It makes sense now why you're so like well-versed in like all the laws because you've developed a habit of consuming information. You can, Correct. I feel... Uh, a little inferior, actually. Because <laughs> I don't read that much. We I, we just got to like, we just got to reading like maybe 12, 15 books a year. So I got a gem for you. Talk to me. So I just figured out how to read one book in a day. How you do that? <sighs> like the dude from Instagram? Get, no, 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 he no. said, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, what did you read? <laughs> no, so <laughs> I, I just finished reading One Million crazy. Offers. Okay. By Alex Ramosley. Mm -hmm. The first thing Alex said in that book is, if you want to really get this book, listen to audiobook and read it at the same time. Mm. Finish the book in two days. Lit. Like, I could have finished it in one day if I was focused, but I had too many things going on. Like, I am excited to read again. Like, I fell off a little bit because I was doing six books a month. It's, it's a lot doing six books a month. Now, doing the audiobook and the book, it's, Game changer, Dave. Love this stuff. Oh, I do. 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal in order to have the things others won't have you must be willing to do the things others won't do that's what separate greatness from mediocre are you talking to me you why, why are you the podcast Don't shade, bro. No. I'm getting <laughs> to the fact that why are you the podcast king? Um, I do do this a lot. My point exactly. Some people, yeah. they're not about this life. They want it, but everybody's willing to come in the studio to sit down every day and perfect this craft. They're not about this life. 
And it's you true. can tell. Okay, cool. I'm about to I'm about to step my book game up though. Gonna bring it to a whole nother game. All right, so let me okay. When did you how, how did you really how'd you make that first big like that big income where you was like, yo, entrepreneurship that or nothing else? Excellent question. I ask excellent questions. You do. Thanks. So when was it? Last year. All right. COVID is rampant everywhere, right? So I'm on orders. I'm back in the States now. I'm on full-time duty orders. I was still making six grand a month. You know, it was great. Mm. And I got called into the office. Mm -hmm. So Sergeant DeLevante, we're going to cut your orders because the government overspent on COVID and um, we don't have enough money. This is exactly what I was told. That cushion job that I've had since 2014 is about to come to an end. No more $6,000 a month check. That was it. Mm. And I, you actually helped me do this. A lot of people don't know, but my the success I've had is mainly because of you. So And this me? podcast, correct. So that's why I have no issues. If you say, yo, D, I want to. Ah, yeah. like, if, if you're like, Doreen, show up to Atlanta, <laughs> and I want you to bring everything that you have. I have no issues with it. Gotcha. Like, I'm willing to do anything for you. Pause. To an extent, just be, just because no, I'm I'm being real. Like I give tribute where where tribute. Thank you, brother. Like if it wasn't for social proof with all the other mentors I've had, I would never be where I'm at right now. So what actually happened was you brought on Myron, a common mentor of ours now, right? And I went on to make more offers challenge, and I learned how to make more offers. Then. This other Sunday, I was coming from training, and you had Nehemiah on here, and Neil was talking about the ebook play. So, what I learned from Neil with the ebook play, and what I learned from Myron on Make More Offers, I did it. So, September, that's 30 days in September. So, September 30th came, no more job, no more military, no more nothing, right? So I decided to go all in on me. So what you I said, did, what you mean? No more military because you're still in active duty. Oh, so there's you. two components. Right. There's active and then reserve. Yeah. I was active reserve, meaning I was reserved, but I was on active duty orders. Yeah. Now I'm just reserved. There's no, there's no biweekly checks from the military. Oh, but every now and again, you just got to go to the go to drill. Gotcha, correct. Gotcha. Once a month and, and get that done. So when, when, when I was forced into entrepreneurship, I ran the play that Neil gave. He broke it down that Sunday. Like I heard, and I've heard the play before, but I, I tell people all the time, like when it's your message, it is your message. That Sunday driving from training, I watched the podcast twice and I heard every single, I've never heard nothing so clear in my life. Mm. I ran the play, Dave, and I made 97,000. Amazing. And then I was like, this is more than what I was deployed a whole year making. And that's when I become mentally unemployable. Okay, explain exactly what you did to make the 97000 So Because they might not have seen the episode. Got you, got you. So a friend of mine, um, Marvin Francois, he like, if Marvin keeps up what he's doing, no shadow of a doubt, he'll be as good as you are. 
but he's in the credit space. So he's more around credit, his his show. And for three months, I chased Marvin down. I'm like, yo, I need you to interview me. And he was like, no, nah, bro, like my, my channel isn't about that. I don't, I'm like, yo, I've seen the vision. And you know, when you see something, but you're like, you really got to show yeah. people the vision. So I said, Marvin, just interview me. I'll take care of the rest. All you got to do is interview me. So for three months, I'm chasing this dude. And then I'm like, bruh. And then he's like, all right, all right. I'm like, yo, I got this. I got, all you got to do is show up. Just show up. I'll take care of everything. You showed up. We did the first interview. It, right now, it's probably at 140,000 views. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still getting paid off that interview to today. And that was done a year ago. Gotcha. That ebook play, to date, now I think we've done over $250,000 off of a $47 ebook. Lit. But you got to explain exactly what you did because they didn't see the episode. They don't oh, understand yeah, yeah, what yeah. the play is. Okay, got you, got you, got you. So, like, oh, and I got something special for you too. So, what, what, what that is, is basically you give tremendous value. You want to impact people's life. You want to change people's life. So, a lot of people try to do this stuff without no real value behind it. People need actual things that work. So I was able that that um at the time I had a ebook it was like a $147 but I decided to give it to his audience for $47 and people use that to start repairing rebuilding and restoring their own credit. Mm. So people started getting results and they're like yo the rain the stuff is working oh my god this bankruptcy that I had it's finally got like it like you'd be surprised the stuff people are struggling with. So people got results from what I wrote in the ebook. And it was a no-brainer. So right. they got it for $47. And then they're like, yo, I have to tap in with you. So most of them now, they joined my program. They started cleaning their whole reports. They started making their own credit repair businesses. And then I started coaching them. Gotcha. Real people, real results. That actually started a business. But none of that wouldn't have been possible if I wasn't consuming social proof content. Wow. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, this I appreciate really good. you. I learned a lot about credit and consumer and th like the difference. So we can control the narrative. We can Correct. control our score. 100%. So do people, so your your particular business is not that you're fixing people's credit. No. You're teaching them how to fix their own credit. I don't like to give people fishes. It's one of my things. If you give a man a fish, he eats for the day. But what happens when you teach a man how to fish? Fish for a lifestyle. 100%. I do not believe. No, it's, I heard. Oh, no. The first oh, no. person I heard with it was Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> <Right. laughs> he was in it. Yeah, that was, that was a good position. But you didn't. You never even fix people's. I used to. Bruh. The night I stopped when I mailed out 500 letters. Mm -mm. Remember, when you do credit repair, there's three big consumer putting agencies. TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Every person has three letters that you're sending out. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine having 500 clients. That's 1,500 letters. You're putting in an envelope and you're going to the post office to mail out. That night, it took me almost five hours. I said, nope, I will not do this again. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So you can get some points off my, uh, I mean, not points. Yeah, I want more points, but you can get some stuff taken off. And if we take some stuff off of my consumer report, it will reflect, reflect in the FICO score. FICO score, correct. That's easy. I don't want to do it. I don't even want to do it myself, honestly, though. That's fine. I'll make an exception for you. 
It's my guy. There's certain people you make exceptions for. I appreciate it. And you're that. one of them. I appreciate it. Now, my score is better than Reese's, but <laughs> it can always get better. <laughs> no shade to Reese's little 730, but you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, mind your business, bro. <laughs> uh, I actually might be around 750 something. Anyway, um, no, it's very helpful. Very helpful. Anything else you want to share? Is it more? Yeah. Um, because you've stuck around and because what you've done for me, I have something for your audience. If you, so I made what is called the Credit Hero Starter Pack. There's a price is a is a big thing to a lot of people. And it's not that they don't see the value. Some people just they cannot put it together. Mm -hmm. So I made a, a course called the Credit Hero Starter Pack. And um, normally the retail on this is $550. For your audience, I'm gonna give it to them for um, $99. It has three ebooks and a mini course. So this is information that they can use right now to take actionable steps. And most of them will get results within 24 to 48 hours of using the information. The key thing I want everybody to know is not everybody gets the same results. And this is what people got to learn. You got to learn this about credit. Not because Dave got his student loans deleted in 24 hours. It means you're going to get the same. Persistence is key because they will test you. They will test you to see if you know what you're talking about. Or if you just got some template off the internet, they will test you. But the law is the law, and company policies, does, it does not trump federal law. So okay. all they got to do is text the word social proof mm -hmm. to 917. Oh, one word or two words? Um, I'm going to have both keywords okay. programmed. Gotcha. So if, as long as they text the word social proof to 917-810-3329, um, they'll be able to get it. And um, I'll make sure that you have the link in your description cool. so you can have it available for them. And like my... Like whether they get it or not, it really doesn't bother me at no. all because what I want to do is change lives and I want to change our narrative where credit is concerned because all the things we thought, like forget everything you ever thought you knew about credit. Like the things people think they know about credit is not true. The real truth about credit is consumer law. Mm -hmm. It is a Big difference. Factors of FICO or factors of Vantage has nothing to do with your consumer report. So right now I'm letting everybody know. Everything you thought you knew about credit was a lie. Forget all of it. This episode will reveal to you the real truth about credit. Consumer law is the goat. I love it. I love it's it. a goat. Man, I appreciate you, my brother. You got a question? We've got a question. Is that is that mic on? All right, go ahead. Um, so. All right, he got it. Don't worry, everybody. Take all right. In in the meantime, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick commercial. I gotta pay some bills. Okay, we give all this information out for free. I gotta pay some bills. Okay, absolutely. Um, this episode is sponsored by the Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup. Dot com, the only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship. You know what I did though this week? Um, I made so I have a course, a podcast course, right? And we sell it, it's uh, 1997 because I'm teaching people how to start, grow, and scale their podcasts, how to make money from a podcast, how to be a good podcaster, all the equipment, all that kind of stuff. And it's $2,000. But I said, you know what? My number one focus is not to make as much money as I can. My number one focus is to build our community as big as that can grow. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself, David, you know what I'm going to do? 
this $2,000 course, I'm just going to put it into the portal for the morning meetup members mm. where they can consume it for free. But guess how much it is to join the morning meetup so that they can have this thing for free. It's only $79 a month. So literally someone can join today for $79. Mm-hmm. They get the whole podcast course. They have a, there's a content creation course in there and they'll talk to me every single morning. I'm going to call every single morning, Monday that through Friday, true. 8 a.m. Eastern standard time, every single wow. morning. Yes. So we got, we got to get it to 10,000. Our goal is to make this a no brainer because I want this community to like, like we will be strong together. We go from 10,000 to a hundred thousand to a million members. Political policies can be influenced by what we decide to do as a community. Correct. That's what I want to grow to. That is amazing. Yeah. So you're pretty dope. Uh, thanks man. I appreciate that. So let's go to the morning meetup.com, the morning meetup.com. And uh, enroll, man. Just check us out. Yeah, there's no obligation. You, the worst thing that happens is you invest $79. You don't like the course. You don't like the podcast course. You don't like the content creation course. You don't like any of the stuff that I'm talking about every single morning, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. And you cancel and you're out of $79. But that that never happens. So, yes. Okay, so you got, is hold on, I, don't, I don't even know. The mic is broke. Well, can you ask him after? Because we are on a little, you know, time thing. So, all right. So, man, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, man. Um, and then you got to close out with a word of wisdom. But I do want to say thank you because I had the wrong idea about what credit is. But you are very not. You know what I tr- why I'm I'm um, why I'm uh, so excited. Because you're well-read and you study your stuff. That's very rare. That is very, very rare. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. Let everybody know how to find you, how to follow you, and close out with a word of wisdom. All right. So, on Instagram, you can find me at TheCreditEros. So, that's T-H-E underscore credit underscore hero. On Facebook, Doreen DeLevante. My YouTube channel is lit. All consumer law stuff. Doreen DeLevante. And, um... Just just invest in you, man. Just just invest in you. And what you said earlier, I know we're cut we're short for time, but what you just gave out just now, Dave, that's a no-brainer to be a part of the morning meetup. And I didn't want to interrupt you, but you're getting a whole podcast content creation course for joining the morning meetup. 100%. That's that's a no-brainer. Right. And for anybody that's aspiring, and for anybody that's aspiring to do the things that they want to do in the content creation world and in the podcast arena. I think the best person to learn from is is somebody that's already doing it at a high level because I believe one intelligent person can teach another intelligent person how to do the thing that that intelligent person knows how to do. This is very true. It makes sense. But you know what, Dave? People, a lot of people too, they sit on their hands and they don't take action. But you see... The universe rewards action takers because mm-hmm. success has a need for speed. That's a fact. And first movers advantage. The people that will act on that offer, you will see in a year from now, they will not be the same person. Yeah. And I'm a proof of your content. Mm. Living proof of a year ago compared to now. Yes, sir. So I say this to you because I've been where you are. I was confused about a lot of things, but 
one of the things I wasn't confused about was an investment in this. Yeah. When I changed the way I think, the way I thought, when I see now the possibilities, it's a Dave. If you got a course for 25k, it's a it's a no burner for me. Why? Because off your free content, I was able to build a seven figure business. Imagine if I start paying for some stuff. Mm, come on now. I rocks with you, come man. Come on now. I rocks come with you. Come on now, Dave. All right, click the link for my 25K offer. I'm just, I'm just playing. I don't know what it <laughs> but I'm not, yeah, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you, man. Makes sense. Y'all keep, keep, uh, keep educating people, man. Absolutely. Keep educating. Good, man. Listen, we can't close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof, man, and go build something. Facts. Go build something. Read six books a, a, a month. Read one book a month. Read two books a month. Like, do something extraordinary. But then you got to gather all the information, gather all the receipts that you've collected, and then come back to your community and teach your community what you know. That's the only way our community grows. All right? Like, subscribe. Please share this episode with somebody. We're out. Peace.